Welcome back to the Stock Market Options Trading Podcast. My name is Eric. And in today's episode, I want to talk about the current market conditions for a potential trade idea I'm looking at over the next few days. Now, let me remind you that I am not a financial advisor, and this is definitely not a recommendation. I'm simply sharing what I'm seeing and thinking about doing. And depending on how the market plays out over the next few days, I may or may not take this trade. And I'm going to go into all the details why here in a second. And let me add that all trades, including this one, tend to have a thesis or a prediction of some kind of what the market may or may not do. And whatever you're trading, there's still a need to have an element of risk management because we know that the market will not always play out like we think it will. Now let's get into what I'm seeing as far as the S&P 500 goes. As of this recording, which is the morning of January 18th, 2003, the market's been open about 30 minutes. Now let's talk about the 4,000 level on the S&P 500. And I'm I'm going to be referring to points as an SPX points. It's still a major strike to clear. We've been kind of poking our head above it. Um, as of re recording, we're about 10 points higher, but this happened yesterday and we actually faded back down below. So there's a, a tight range. And a lot of this has to do with the January options expiration this week. And there's a huge amount of options that are set to expire at that 4,000 uh, level. Now, a lot of those options, the majority of them are put options. And I want to talk a little bit about you know why this matters and what could happen. So from a market maker standpoint, a ton of people or investors and institutions had bought put options for this expiration. So when there's a lot of put options being bought for protection or whatever the reason, the market makers who sell those puts, they are now long basically, because if the market goes down, uh, they will lose money because they've sold those puts. So in order to hedge, they actually have to short the market to stay relatively neutral. So this can create a resistance level in the market until those puts start to expire, which is what's happening this week. Now, as we get closer to expiration, those options start to decay in value a little bit. So then the market makers don't need to be as short. So what we're seeing, what we're seeing this week is kind of this mini melt up, even though we're trading above uh, 4,000 right now, and that's okay. We're seeing a melt up because the options are becoming less of a factor for the dealers. So therefore they actually can close some of their short hedges, which means they're going to get long. You know, there might be an additional phenomena, which is something we need to watch that, that these put options actually get closed and that would help support the market as well. Now, what we have to keep an eye on is, well, what's happening in future expirations? Where are the dealers having to position themselves in the future expirations? So if we see call options moving higher, like if this this uh, we have a call wall right now at 4,000, if that starts to roll higher, it's actually starting to look like that. If that starts to roll higher, that gives the market a little bit more room to move higher uh, from at least from the market makers and the options market. So I know I probably butchered some of those statements, but I think most of you kind of understand that. So as this week continues to play out, I'm going to be watching if the options market is more leaning bullish or bearish uh, into next week. Now, we did have a PPI report, which is one measure of inflation that came in this morning, as well as retail sales. But the, the important one, I think, is that the inflation report actually came in low. So it's there, there's a continue thesis that inflation has peaked or is in the process of peaking. So this is going to be supportive of markets too. The question is, how much has the market already priced this in? We've already been, you know, we're well off the lows of, you know, 3,500 or so over the last few months. 
and we are looking to kind of you know potentially break out of the downtrend and 4,000 was that key level. The other component that we need to be on the lookout for is on January 27th, there's a core PCE report, which is another measure of inflation. Now the core PCE report, this is the one the Fed actually uh, prefers to look at. And it, it looks at the prices paid by people for domestic purchases of goods and services, but it excludes food and energy, which we all know food is crazy. And there's all the memes out there about um, eggs and all that stuff. But anyway, this is a big deal. So right now, this is what I'm seeing in the market. We're up still. The market continues to front run these weaker than expected inflation reports we've seen and jobs reports as well. Um, I think Microsoft, I just saw a flash today that they're laying off 10,000 people. And so this is supportive of the market because the market's really concerned about interest rates, obviously. So this, these lower than expected uh, inflation type reports are supporting the market because they think the Fed's going to have to uh, slow down their hikes or pause them or, or possibly even cut um, at some point. So there's a lot of speculation around that. So when we think about, well, if the market is already pricing in these inflation reports, and I think it is, it's front running, I, you know, the, the Fed hasn't pivoted yet because they still may actually raise rates, but the market is always ahead. They are front running the pivot. So we are, I think, in the, the rally of the pivot. And when the Fed actually pivots, I think there's actually a chance we pull back. Now, with that report coming out next week, that's January 27th. I think that is Thursday or no, it's actually Friday. I think the market can chop around these levels and potentially push higher. The next resi obvious resistance level is going to be 4,100 on the S&P 500. I think if we can get a close this week that sticks above 4,000, I think we can melt up into that report. At that point, I think it's, you know, I'm going to be looking at that report as being a sell the news. So it's by the rumor, which is what we're in now with inflation peaking. And I think when that report comes out, it probably confirms that inflation has peaked. And I think we could actually see another pullback. So I'm in the camp that we're probably going to stay range bound with 4,100, maybe 4,125 at, at the peak. And then we probably end up pulling back after that. Okay. So that's a lot of, you know, uh, speculation about you know, what could happen or what couldn't happen. So if that starts to play out, what I want to look at trading is a bear call spread once the market gets up to at least 4050. Right now we're trading at 4,009. I'd like to see us get to 4050 before I consider a 4,100 or higher bear call spread or call credit spread. So that's not going to be today. Um, it might be it might be later this week, maybe on Friday, I can put something on and we'll talk about the option details here in a second. Now, if you're new to options, a bear call spread or a call credit spread is the other term is the act of selling a call option in one expiration and then buying a call option higher than that in the same expiration. So you're creating a spread, you're selling one for a certain price and buying one for a little bit cheaper. That way you there's a net credit, which is why it's a call credit spread. And the idea is we want the market, in this case, to stay below that short strike. And again, I, I want my short strike to be at or above the 4,100 level. And again, it's going to depend on 
uh, what the market does over the next couple of days. If we float up to 40, 50 or so, then I'll look at selling a call spread maybe this week. We'll see what the strikes are look, uh, look like and the credits. And I'm going to go ahead and bring up the option chain and talk about what the prices are now. Again, these prices will change depending on, on what the market does. So I'm looking at potentially two weeks or so out because the CPE report that's coming out next week is going to be on Friday. So if I think that this is going to be a buy the rumor, sell the news event, I want my options to be beyond that date so that if we do pull back uh, and chop around, I can collect that premium and hopefully those that spread will decay in value for me to buy it back cheaper, which is how we profit. As of right now, and I'm just going to look out maybe two weeks. This is uh, uh, February 1st. Again, these might change around. There's an expiration every day of the week. So I'm looking at February 1st, but you know, I could put on February 2nd versus the 3rd. And it really doesn't matter all that much uh, because I'm not entering this today. But if I look at the February 1st options chain, this is 14 days as of uh, Wednesday the 18th. And I look at selling the 4,100 call and buying the 4,105 call. Actually, the 4105 is not available. So this is a 10 wide. So we'll do it off 10 wide. As the expiration gets closer, some five wides will pop in. But for a 10 wide spread, the short strike is at a delta 24 and we can buy 10 points higher. This would give us a net credit of $2.50 or $250. And that max loss or max risk on that would be about $750. And again, I would probably go five wide because that's what I prefer. But just as a reference now, as of right now, with the market trading at 40.10, that's 90 points away. The risk reward is a little bit too skewed for me. We're not overbought enough. There's a chance we go higher. So I would not want to take this trade right now. But like I said, now, if the market were to rally up another 50 or f points or so, then I would, I would be 50 points out of the money. And that would allow me to almost double the credit that I would be able to get. So... It's, there's a little bit of a game of, well, when is the market going to peak? Where do I want to sell that spread? And what I like to do is kind of look at the delta. I tend to want to be for this type of trade. I know in some of my other trades, I sell a little bit closer to the money. For this kind of two-week trade, I want to be a little bit farther out of the money. And I'm going to loosely say that I'm probably looking at a delta 35 or so maybe 30, giving, uh, give or take in there. But I also want to be at 4,100 or above. If you're looking at a five wide spread, I kind of want to have my net credit to be about $2. So the way that you get your credit to be $2 is that you either A, have to sell closer to the money or B, sell one spread for let's say $1.50. Now again, this would be a five wide spread. And then if the market actually gets up to 4,100, then you can sell another spread for closer to two or th you know two two fifty, and that raises your net credit. And then at that point, your thesis is that forty one hundred is going to be resistance, and you look to take profits as you pull back. So there's a, a little bit of um, you know how what your style is and how you want to trade that. I know some people um, you could you could take this exact same thesis and say okay. You know, some people are comfortable selling Delta 10 and 20, um, and you can do that. But if the market does rally, and uh, let me let me price that out because I think you know, just talking about the style of the spread is interesting. So right now, 
And let's just talk about current pricing. A 10 wide spread at 4,100, that's 14 days out. The short strike is a Delta 23 at 4,100. And I can get a credit of $2 and let's call it 30 cents. And again, that means the max loss is $750, $60. So this is a three to one risk reward. Now, what some people prefer to do is sell farther out because the probability is in your favor. But the thing is, is if the market rallies up to 4,100, this spread's gonna be worth four or $5, which means you'll be down um, about $250. So the question is, well, do you wait for it to rally if that's your thesis, you wait for it to rally and then sell the spread, maybe even above 4125, maybe get a little bit farther out of the money. Or do you enter now and leg into the position? And that's kind of where I've ended up recently is starting with a smaller position. And I you know, kind of think about what that means from a risk standpoint. If you sell a spread, I'm gonna do a five wide spread for the explanation because I think it's easier to understand. The 4075 spread right now is going for about a dollar sixty. So if you sell a spread at a dollar sixty, you're risking three forty for a five wide spread. Let's say your risk management, let's say you have the mythical hundred thousand dollar account and you want to risk one percent. Well, right now you could sell three of those spreads and be risking about nine hundred a thousand dollars. Or you could sell one now, and if the market rallies back up, you could sell it for more, which would then increase your risk, but at a smaller level. And why is that? Well, if the market rallies 20 points, now the spread may be worth 250. And when you add another one, you're only adding 250 in risk, whereas the original, uh, if you sell it at a dollar, let's say a dollar fifty, you're risking 350. So when you're selling credit spreads, there is this idea that you could leg into it, starting with farther out of the money. And as you rally up into it, you can add and you're not, you're, the risk you're adding is uh, incrementally less than the original one. So if you wanted to stay within a thousand dollar risk for a trade, you could simply add a couple more and you end up with three or four spreads as opposed to just, or sorry, you end up with maybe four or five spreads risking a thousand as opposed to three spreads risking a thousand. And then if you actually get the, the pullback that we're expecting, um, your credit is greater so you can actually make more money. So there's different styles of how you want to manage that. Some people would prefer to just go all in and say, okay, I'm going to sell three spreads and risk a thousand. That means you will not be adding to that. You've fixed your, you've defined your risk and they may choose to roll or adjust the spread over time. I do that with my covered calls. I, I know, I forget what episode it is. A few episodes back, I talked about building a position in Amazon where I sell covered calls. And if the market goes up into my call, I just simply roll those out and try to roll higher with the idea that I still want to hang on to the stock. So there's different mindsets or concepts um, for how you want to manage your risk uh, with these type of trades. And the last one I'll kind of talk about that I see other people do is they just have a straight up stop. They'd rather sell something super far out of the money. Let's say they're risking $450 to make $50. That trade's probably going to work out. However, when the market rallies hard, um, you may they may put a stop based on the multiple of the credit. So if you get a $50 credit and you start to lose $100 or $150, then you would close the trade. So you'd have a stop based on the credit. So there's a lot of ways to manage it. Again, uh, the way that I'm looking at this is 
first, I want to see the market prove to me that it's going to stay above 4,000. If we get up to 4050, I would price out a 10 to 14 day call credit spread at or above uh, 4,100. And then we would look at, I have to see what the credits are going for and consider what I would want to risk. And I'm leaving room. I'm willing to go farther out of the money and add to the position with the idea that if we got up to 4,100, that's probably the ceiling. And then our new range would be 4,000 to 4,100 with a potential, with a potential to pull back to, you know, chop around in that range. Time would be on my side. If we got a hefty pullback, obviously it would be great. So um, that's my thesis. That's what's going on. What I'm thinking about and the trade that I'm kind of looking at over the next few days. Again, very speculative. We don't know what the market's going to do, uh, but it seems like inflation is peaking. The question is, are we going to buy the rumor, sell the news? And we have that big news event next Friday for the next major inflation report. So I hope that helped. I hope I didn't go go off on too many tangents in this one, but thanks for listening. And let me know, hey, if you want more trade ideas on the podcast like this about current market and what I'm looking at, let me know by leaving a review because I would really like to do more of this. But, you know, I want to know if you like it. Thanks for listening and we'll see you in the next one. 